The following is paid commercial programming. Third-party rankings are no guarantee of future investment success. Working with a highly rated advisor does not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a high level of performance. Investment performance is not an explicit criterion because clients' investment goals differ. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client. Generally, rankings are based on information prepared and submitted by the advisor. Statements saying that we told our clients to be out of the market in 2008 refer to recommendations made by MMWKM's principals while employed at Eagle Strategies LLC. The team that manages accounts at MMWKM are the same individuals with that responsibility at Eagle Strategies and at Cambridge Research from 2009 to 2011. MMWKM was created in 2000. 2011 and uses the same exit strategy. A more thorough disclosure of the criteria used in making these rankings is available by contacting MMWKM Advisors LLC. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Money Matters. And here's your host, Ken Moray. are in the money, the skies are sunny, and old man recession, you are maybe through, we'll see. And we are back. This is Money Matters with Ken Morafe. And of course, I am your host, Ken Morafe. And this is the show where we talk about everything and anything in the world of retirement planning. We talk about the stock market. We talk about Social Security, income taxes, the bond market. We'll talk about that today. We have so much to talk about. And we try to have more fun than a human being should be allowed to have when talking about all of this boring financial stuff. And this week's going to be no exception because we have an absolutely fantastic show lined up for you. And I can't wait to dive into it. But before we do that, let me introduce myself. I am Ken Moray, the host of Money Matters with Ken Moray. Thank you, Aspen. My daughter, Aspen, is uh, producing the show once again this week. And uh, I am senior retirement planner and founder of Retirement Planners of America. And we're a firm that specializes in retirement planning. So we work primarily with people who are over 50, who are retired, retiring soon. So if that's you, this show is designed for you. Our, uh, our practice is designed for you. And uh, recently, Barron's named moi, your faithful host, one of the top 100 financial advisors, actually for the eighth year in a row. And oh, I am. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. Who is that? But anyway, I am very flattered by that. But of course, without our beloved and most valued clients, we would be nowhere. So all you clients, I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let me go over with you what we're going to talk about on this, our weekly excursion into the land of retirement planning. So first of all, um, I'm going to tease you with this title. Okay. And I'm going to, the, the first segment is entitled, Do We Invest Like Crazy? Do We Invest Like Crazy? And the word crazy is actually a person. Okay. It's not the, it's not an adverb as in investing crazily, but do we invest like crazy, the person crazy? So I'll explain what I mean in just a moment. Now, also, um, one of the questions that often comes up when we're visiting with clients is what order should I take my, in, my money out to provide my income when I'm retired? You know, you may have taxable accounts, you may have IRAs, you may have a 401k, you may have annuities or life insurance, cash value. So you've got money in different places. So what's the order in which to take your retirement income? 
and to maximize the after-tax income that you get. And so I'll give you our recommended order of events and hopefully help you with that one. Now, as we do every week, we're going to answer Social Security questions, and we have two very good ones this week, I have to say. On the list of uh, good questions, the two this week are really, really good. And uh, so if you're if you're a married couple, um, you may want to tune in at that time because or, or stay tuned for the whole program. Don't go anywhere, but for sure be there for that because we're going to be talking about some strategies that spouses can use to hopefully maximize their Social Security benefits. Now, as I've mentioned, our firm, Retirement Planners of America, we, we – work primarily with people who are within five years of retirement or who are in the first five years of their retirement. So that 10-year period is kind of where most of our clients fall. And because of that, our philosophy of how we manage money and what we do, how we diversify, tends to be on the conservative side. Okay, because our, we have a, a, an investment principle that says that growth is important, and surely it is, but protection of principle is even more important. And I think at a certain stage of life, that, sh that uh, should be the way you think. And so therefore, we have a strategy which we call invest and protect, which means that when there is danger, when we see the potential for bad things happening, our, we have a strategy that is mathematical, and it tells us when it's time to sell. We temper that, of course, with human interaction, but uh, generally speaking, when it says to sell, we do. And uh, then it also tells us when to buy. But usually what, what has happened, in fact, in the last uh, two or three times this has happened, when we bought back, we bought back higher than where we sold. And the criticism is, you know, if you buy back higher than you sold, that is like you have committed like the ultimate sin of investing. Okay, well, I want to debunk that one, okay, because I think that is a, uh, a buy-hold myth, which I'm going to debunk. So the fear of buying higher than where I sold, and I want to tell you why I don't think that that's such a terrible thing. In fact, I'm totally okay with it, and I think after I explain it, you might be too. Now, you know what? Most shows, Aspen, would stop right there. Most shows would say, you know what? If we did just that, we have done more than our listening audience could possibly want from a financial show. But on this show, do we stop right there? Of course we don't. We boldly go where no financial show has gone before. And therefore, at about 10 till, we will have our estate tip of the week. And that is the part of the show where we talk about how to pass on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs, which Aspen, you are one of mine, <laughs> the fruits of your labor. But actually, this week, we're going to talk about documents that I think pretty much everybody listening to the show should consider. And they're four, what I would say, are very important documents you should have while you are living so as to make life easier for your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs. Okay, so we'll talk about that um, at about 10 till. Now, before we dive into everything, I want to give you an update. As I mentioned last week, we have, uh, I think, the smartest dog that has ever walked the earth. Okay, her name is, Schnoodle, is Noodle, and she's a part schnauzer and part poodle, so she's a schnoodle, and we named her Noodle, so she's Noodle the Schnoodle. I know, it's, it's silly, but whatever. Anyway, She's really smart, and so we want her to learn to tap this bell to tell us when she wants to go out to do her business. And she's learned it. She's tapping the bell and ringing the bell, and she's super proud of herself when she does it. You know, she wiggles all over the place because she, look what I did. The problem with it now is that when I'm outside, my wife won't let me in unless I ring the bell. So I'm standing out there, let me in. Nope, you got to ring the bell. <laughs> so... <laughs> So anyway, let's talk about do we invest like crazy? All right, so let me, let me define crazy, okay? So Warren Buffett right now is getting all kinds of criticism. 
And the criticism from these are people that invest with him. You know, there are there's there's a whole group of people that are very disappointed in Warren. Why? Because you've missed out on the rally. This is one of the most historic rallies ever, and you're missing out on it. You haven't invested. You've underperformed in the last two years versus the markets, and we're really disappointed in you, Warren. And Warren basically hasn't bought anything in all of this. If you've, if you've watched, the only thing that we know that he's done so far is he sold all the airlines. So basically, he's not doing anything. Now, this reminds me very much of Y2K. For those of you who've been around for a few years, back in Y2K, he didn't buy any of those doc. I don't know that he didn't buy any of them, but he was against buying all those technology stocks and all that stuff. He said, I don't understand them. These are companies that have no profits, no customers. They have nothing except .com at the end of their name. And he just didn't feel comfortable buying them. And back then, 20 years ago, people were saying, oh, you know, Warren is old. He's out of it. He doesn't understand the new economy. It's technology. You're, you just don't get it. And all these younger people were all buying all these dot-coms and driving the markets up to the new highs. And, and, and Warren Buffett just didn't participate in that and was getting the same accusation he's getting now. So let's fast forward to today and let's look at it. There's a website called Robinhood or an app. And Robinhood is a place where people can go and essentially you can open an account in like 14 seconds and start trading like 20 seconds later. And it, they've gamified it. The app is like a game. It, you get rewards and, and you know, it's, it's, it's like going to Las Vegas when all the bells and the whistles go off every time you gamble and you get something. It's basically a gambling site for people who are investors. And the average age, and over the last uh, three months, they have added 3 million new users. And the average age of these new users is 31 years old. So these are people that the last bear market, they were 10 years old, folks. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, they were 20 years old. The last thing they were thinking about was bear markets and those kind of things. So these people have never really experienced a bear market. So they're in. So what are these people doing? Well, Hertz, let me give you an example, Hertz. Hertz is a bankrupt company. On May 22nd, Hertz announced their bankruptcy. Their stock fell from a peak earlier in the year at $20 a share and fell all the way to 55 cents a share. Makes sense. They're bankrupt. So then all of a sudden, they went over the next two weeks, it went from 55 cents a share till June 8th, where it went up to $5.50 a share. Folks, that is a thousand percent increase in a stock of a company that's bankrupt. And even Hertz came out and they made an announcement. They were like, kids, you get it, right? Our stock is worthless. <laughs> and all the money you're investing in our stock, we're going to give it to the creditors because we're bankrupt and we got to give everything to the creditors. You are going to lose all your money. But yet the investors plowed in. So let's go back to Robinhood. On May 22nd, when Hertz declared bankruptcy, 43,000 of their accounts had Hertz in it. On June 8th, when it went up to the $5.50, uh, 73,000 accounts had Hertz in it. It means 30,000 new people had added Hertz to their account. So it's these 31-year-olds that are gambling. They're just betting on a name, and they're just playing it like a chip in Las Vegas. And this, to me, is very reminiscent of what happened in Y2K. Does anybody remember Pets.com? That company was worth $600 million at one point. It was worth more than Sears and Roebuck at the time, and it didn't even have any customers, product, nothing, no profits. And yet people were bidding it up. It was a gambling casino. And I fear that that's the world we are in right now. But again, you go back to Y2K, Warren Buffett was wrong for a whole year before it collapsed. 
So the question is, do you invest like crazy? And that's the dilemma that our investment committee is having, because this could go on, we think, till the elections. And if it does, crazy is going to continue to be right. So maybe we should invest along with crazy. <sighs> it's, this is the weirdest world I have ever been in in my 30 years of doing this. So we did go in gradually because we think crazy is going to drive this market. And the Federal Reserve is going to keep giving crazy all kinds of incentives to, to invest more. So we're thinking, you know, right now a little bit might be okay, not too much, be conservative. So now, if you are retired or retiring soon and you want to participate in, in this market, you, you don't know how to do it, you're concerned about the downside, all of that kind of stuff, go to our website, rpoa.com, sign up to visit with one of our retirement planners and let us help you to, to uh, go through this whole place because it's nuts. And maybe, you know, investing like crazy might be a good idea right now in the short run. So um, rpoa.com is our website. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the order in which to take retirement income and tons more. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayf. This is Money Matters with Ken Morayf. And of course, I am your host, Ken Morayf. Thank you, Aspen. And uh, I am... Uh, a senior retirement planner and founder of Retirement Planners of America. And we're a firm that specializes in retirement planning, as the name implies. And we work primarily with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. So if that's you, we'd love to meet you and see if we can, uh, if it's a fit for us. And our website is rpoa.com, and we podcast this show. So uh, if you want to subscribe, you can on iTunes and get it uh, delivered to your phone. You can get it on our website as well, rpoa.com, as I mentioned. And we also have video and articles. So if you're still stuck at home uh, and you have uh, and you want to binge watch some stuff, I think binge watching all the content we have on our website might be better than binge watching uh, Tiger King. Okay, that's that's just my opinion. I could be wrong, but anyway, because we work primarily with people who are uh, over 50, retired, or retiring soon, um, one of the questions that comes up quite frequently is, okay, I'm going to retire, or I I'm now retired, and I want to get income from my investments to supplement maybe Social Security or whatever, so I want to I pay for my my wonderful cost of living that I want to have, my standard of living. So what order do you take your money out from your investments, and in, in what places do you get that from? And uh, so this is general, of course, your situation will be different. So that's why, again, if, you would love to, if you'd like to visit with us, we'd love to sit down and help you with that. But let me go over with you just in general. The, the, the idea behind where to get your income, taxes have a lot to do with that. And so we want to look at the taxability, if that's a word, of the various places where you have your money. So let's kind of set the stage. First, the first area that we could look at are your taxable investments. Okay, so that means that as you make interest, as you earn dividends, as you have capital gains, you know, you, uh, you pay taxes as you go. So that would be a taxable account. Then we have tax deferred. And tax deferred are places where you put the money in, and as it grows, there's no taxes levied on that. But when you take it out, the taxes are deferred until you take it out. And at that time, when you take withdrawals, you pay taxes on the withdrawals. And then there are tax freeze, okay, which means that you take it out and there's no taxes on the distributions or the gains. So, let's, so what does that uh, – in the tax deferred area, what kind of vehicles, what kind of uh, places are those? Well, first of all, IRAs are that way. Uh, 401ks through work, you know, you've been contributing over the years. The money's grown without being taxed, and when you take it out, it could be taxed. Annuities, 
are also that way. The, the money inside the annuities grows and it's deferred until you take it out. Life insurance cash value is the same way. So you have those different places. And then tax-free are Roth IRAs, which are a kind of IRA that the money grows without tax. And when you take it out, they're all, it, the, the distributions are also tax-free. And then tax-free municipal bonds are another place where you have tax-free income from. Okay, So now those are all the players in the game. So how do we decide which, what's the order of events? Well, generally speaking, we, we, we want to take money out of the, the least taxable first and the most taxable second. Now, this is tempered by opinions that we may have regarding whether taxes are going to be higher in the future. So there's nuance to this, okay? So, but I'm kind of giving you kind of the, the general picture so you have an idea of what we're talking about. So the taxable accounts are the ones where when you take money out, potentially you're going to be t paying capital gains taxes. So you invested $100, and hopefully it's worth $200 now. You cash that in. That $100 is capital gain, and if it's capital gain, it's taxed currently at a lower rate than ordinary income. All the money that you take – well, I shouldn't say – yeah, well, pretty much all the money that you take out of deferred accounts, IRAs, 401ks, when if it is taxable, it's ordinary income tax, which means it's, it could potentially be the highest tax that you could pay. All right? So, therefore – Adhering to the principle of the least tax first, the most tax later, defer taxes as long as possible. Therefore, you take from your taxable accounts first. And then you, you, what we do with that is we look at, we, we want to deplete those accounts until we get to a number that is around what, we, what your emergency fund should be. And that's for another conversation. But once we get to that point, then we stop taking from the taxable account. And the question then becomes, in what order do you do those? Well, generally speaking, again, we believe you start taking from your IRAs and your 401ks first, okay, because you're going to be required to take those when you turn 72 anyway. So you might as well start taking from that and reducing the amount in that so that your required distributions may be lower in the future. Then, you, and if you have annuities or life insurance, you leave those for last. Okay, because those do not, unless they're IRAs, but if they're not IRAs, your annuities do not require you to take minimum distributions. And so in theory, you could defer the taxes on those accounts pretty much for the rest of your life, meaning that you may, you may never pay taxes. It may stay in your account for the rest of your life. And then your life insurance has cash value, and we believe that should be the last thing you go to because in theory, you bought the life insurance for your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs. And if you start taking the money out now, you're going to deplete it. And guess what? They won't get an inheritance from you from their life insurance. And they'll have the little pouty lips and they'll be all upset with the frowning forehead. And they'll look at you and they'll say, you're spending my inheritance. You can't do that to me. And you'll say, uh, as a matter of fact, I sure can. <laughs> so that's the order. Now, what, what, what tempers all of that? Well, right now, the government is running unbelievable deficits. Uh, and in fact, uh, the Federal Reserve Chairman Jay Powell said that we, it's unsustainable for us to continue at this pace. And those deficits could cause taxes to be higher in the future. You know, if you go to World War II, we had huge deficits to pay for the war. And then up until Ronald Reagan, we had a 90% tax bracket in this country. Okay, so we had to pay all that debt back, and we were responsible about it. We raised taxes so as to get the money to pay down the debt. Um, and so that could happen in the future as well, which means that taxes may be way higher in the future than they are today. And then everything I said would be reversed because it may make sense to pay your taxes today at the lower tax rates than in the future. So, again, it depends on your situation. 
And for that, we'd need to meet with you and sit down and, and see what, where your money is and what your expenses are going to be and all those kind of things play into these decisions. So I've given you a general overview, but if you'd like to have one specifically done for you, then what I would encourage you to do is go to our website. It's rpoa.com. And when you're there, click on Meet with an Advisor. And if you do that, we'll schedule a time to meet with you virtually. We're doing it on Zoom. And if you've never done Zoom before, this will be your introduction uh, to the new world. And uh, we'll sit down with you, and we'll go over your entire retirement plan with you. And uh, if we can help you, that's fantastic. And if not, that's fine, too. Okay, so there's no charge or obligation. And no matter what happens, we will part friends. Okay, so take advantage of that by going to rpoa.com. I also want to tell you that we have several seminars, uh, virtual seminars coming up and uh, during this next week that you can attend that I think will benefit you. One of them is uh, social security strategies in today's world. There are some things to think about there that you may want to take advantage of. Also, investing for retirement in these uncertain times. Um, some of you, unfortunately, may have lost your jobs or have been furloughed. And if you're over 50, you know, you have to plan for that kind of stuff. And you, it may delay your retirement. It may cause you to have to uh, live on your investments for two years before you get a job back and all that kind of stuff. And so we want to help you with that if we can. And our website, again, is rpoa.com for all of the above. Okay, so we're going to take a break here. And when we come back, we're going to answer some social security questions. And we have two really good questions this week. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters. And I am Ken Morafe. This is Money Matters with Ken Morafe, and of course, I am your host, Ken Morafe. Thank you, Aspen. And uh, I am a senior retirement planner and founder of Retirement Planners of America. And we're a firm that specializes in retirement planning. So we work with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. And more specifically, people who are within what we think is the most important decade of your entire financial life. And that is the five years before you retire and the five years after. That 10 years we see as the most crucial time because no matter how well you have invested and saved and all of that, if you lose it all in the first week of your retirement, then you're not going to have a very pleasant retirement after that. Or, or maybe not even lose it all, even if you lose like half of it. Many studies have shown that it will significantly impair your ability to uh, spend as you were before. So uh, we want to help with that. And uh, one of the most important parts of retirement planning in our view also is social security. And in fact, I would say that uh, in uh, visits with clients, it's one of the most talked about topics that we have. So uh, what we do every week is we answer questions on Social Security. And by the way, our website is rpoa.com, retirementplannersofamerica.com. And if you go there, we have a whole section on Social Security strategies and all that kind of stuff. And, and uh, you can find a lot of these things that I talk about on the show there. And also, I encourage you to, to uh, uh, podcast the show, to subscribe on iTunes. We're available if you want to listen to the show rather than just when it's on the air live on the radio. All right, so let me go through the two questions that we have for this week. The first one is, I am 66 years old, and I'm not claiming Social Security benefits because I want to wait until I'm 70. My wife is 63, and she's willing to file now. So the question is, if she files, can I get half of hers while I wait until I'm 70 and then start collecting mine at that time? Okay, well, that's actually a very good question. So the, the answer is, yes, you can do that. And it's called a restricted application strategy. The key thing there is that you are over your normal retirement age. Okay, so once you are over 66, then uh, this strategy can work. Until then, 
it cannot, okay? So your wife can start collecting. So first she files, and uh, once her application is processed, then you can go online and file for spousal benefits, okay? Now, when you get there, and this is at ssa.gov, socialsecurityadministration.gov, and when you get there, then it'll ask you a question on the application, and it'll say, do you want to delay your benefits and receive spousal benefits? And you should say yes to that, okay? So that's how you do that. All right, question number two. Uh, I am 70 years old and have been receiving Social Security. My wife just turned 66 and is also receiving her Social Security. So, she, you, so both of them are collecting. Um, is there a way she can stop receiving her Social Security so that she can start collecting on mine and then I wait till I'm 70 and I start getting half of hers at that time? Okay, so that's a very confusing question. So let me answer it this way. If it has been less than 12 months since you filed, then she can since she filed, then she can withdraw her application, repay her benefits, so you have to repay it all back, and then she can file the restricted application we just talked about, so she can get her spousal benefit, meaning half of yours. But if she doesn't withdraw, meaning she doesn't pay it all back, she could still suspend her benefit because she's over 66 but she would not be able to receive half of yours in the meantime, okay, because she's already opened her record. So once you start receiving benefits, if it has been over a year, then whatever it is that you've done, you're stuck with it, okay? But if it's been less than a year, then yeah, she could, uh, and it sounds like she's just, just turned 66, so it may be less than a year, repay all the benefits, and then she can do the strategy that you just said. Okay, so Social Security is extremely complicated. In fact, you know, if there was a gold medal in the Olympics for complication, I think the Social Security Administration would get the gold medal every time. Now, if you are in the uh, age of people who are interested in making sure you, you, you do the, make the right decisions, then again, our website, rpoa.com, we have a lot of information on there about when and how to take Social Security. There's lots of factors that go into that, your age differentials, your income dis disparities, you know, um, all those, your, your health, your, your longevity, and uh, your sources of income. So we want to factor all of those in and help you to make the right decision. So if you go to rpoa.com, you can click on, click on meet with an advisor. And if you do that, then one of our retirement planners will visit with you. Now, we don't only want to talk about Social Security with you. We want to build an entire retirement plan of which Social Security is a very important part. Okay, so we want to look at the big picture. We want to build in a cash flow plan. So we look at your budget and how much you're going to spend during retirement. We want to look at your income taxes. And then, you know, if there's anything left over, how to leave it to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs. So we want to build a whole big plan for you. And we want to do it at no charge or obligation. So rpoa.com is our website. Now, also, if you uh, would like, we have virtual seminars going on at this time. We have three of them. We have one on cybersecurity. A lot of you are at home right now. And uh, security on your home may not be quite what it was at the office, and hackers are well aware of that. And so we want to talk about cybersecurity. Also, we have one on uh, social security uh, and strategies in, in today's world, and then one on uh, how to invest for your retirement in, the, in these uncertain times. So I'd encourage you to go to our website and sign up for those, or sign up to meet with one of our um, retirement planners virtually. And uh, if we can help you, you know, that's just wonderful. And if not, like I said, we will part friends either way. So rpoa.com is our website.
All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about, hey, I don't ever want to sell because I might buy back higher than I sold, and that would be the ultimate crime. Well, stay tuned. I'm going to debunk that one. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morafe. This is Money Matters with Ken Morafe, and of course, I am your host, Ken Morafe. Thank you, Aspen. And uh, I am a senior retirement planner and founder of Retirement Planners of America. And uh, we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning. And so that means we work primarily with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. And we now work with over uh, 8,000 families in uh, 48 states. It's such an honor and a privilege. And we love doing it. We love, uh, we think that what we do is noble, helping people to, and we have two goals for our clients. The first one is we want your uh, money to last as long as you do. You know, we actually had a discussion about your money living longer than you do, but we had a lot of clients that said, eh, you know what, not really. <laughs> if the last check I write bounces, I'm perfectly fine with that. So we kind of amended it to we want your money to last as long as you do, and now clients were happy. And then secondly, we want you to have financial peace of mind. We don't want you to worry about all of this stuff because we want to worry about it for you. We consider your retirement your second childhood without parental supervision. We want you to go play and have fun and relax and do all that kind of stuff and not worry about all of your finances. And we want to do that for you, as I mentioned. So our website is rpoa.com. And by the way, I would uh, suggest uh, that if you want to subscribe to the show, you can podcast it and you can have it downloaded to your phone. Uh, we are available on iTunes, and I would strongly recommend that you go do that. So that way you can have it automatically brought to you and you can listen to it anytime you'd like. Um, on the website, we have uh, information about our strategy. We have a strategy we call Invest and Protect. And this strategy is the strategy that we use to tell us when we uh, see a lot of danger for our clients. And uh, this strategy is the same strategy that in November of 2007 told us that it was time to sell and to stay out for all of the credit crisis during 2008. And our buy signal didn't come until June of 2009. So it was almost a year and a half before we said it was time to go back in. Now, certainly our strategy is not perfect. In fact, uh, in 2010 and 11, and 15 and 18, we had uh, occasions where the market was down and uh, precipitously for that matter. Our strategy said to sell, and it turns out that those were not bear markets. Of course, in March of this year, we also did the same thing. Uh, we said to sell because we saw our strategy said bad things are coming, and they did, but now it's come back. And so one of the things that uh, uh, critics of our strategy, which primarily are people who believe in buy and hold, which is you should just it doesn't matter what happens, you stay in. In 2008, they were the ones that were saying to do that the whole time while the market was cr crashing. And uh, I'm, sur I'm sure that they'll say it when, when the market crashes the next time as well. But here's the thing. There's this fear of buying higher than where you sold. And so I want to I tell it in the form of a story, and then I'll come back to some numbers to illustrate why I think that is not a problem. Okay, so l let's say that you live on the Gulf Coast. And tornado, war I'm sorry, hurricane warnings or si uh, sirens are going off. There's a hurricane coming on television. They're telling you hurricane's coming, hurricane's coming. And two, there are two people in this game. So one of them says, whoa, hurricane's coming. Man, I bet that's going to create some really gnarly waves. I'm going to go get my surfboard, and I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to surf the waves because I bet you we're going to have some 25-foot swells. It's going to be incredibly fun. And then you have the other person that says, you know what, I'm going to board everything up and I'm going to drive north about 100 miles to get out of, uh, out of the way. 
All right. Now, let's say that the hurricane does not come. It gets close, winds pick up, but it turns around, goes back out into the ocean, and nothing happens. The guy that was on the surfboard, he's laughing at the guy who drove 100 miles and boarded everything up, and he's saying, hey, I had way more fun than you did. You're an idiot. You sat there locked up, you know, in a motel 100, year, 100 miles from now. You're, you're, everything's boarded up. Now you got to unboard it. It's going to cost you money to do it. You paid for gas and a hotel and all of that. Meanwhile, I was having more fun than you, and I was right. Well, yeah, you were right, but guess what? If that, turn, if that hurricane had come, you'd be dead right now. So that's how we look at this, okay? So when there's a hurricane warning that's coming. So the other thing is, you know, the fear of, of oh my gosh, I'm gonna buy higher than where I sold. Certainly that's a possibility. But let me tell you why we don't see that as a negative. So let's say that you sold at $100, and this is just a hypothetical, okay? So let's say that you sold at $100, and then it starts to go back up after you sold and it gets to and, and you and because you're late getting back you buy at 120 so oh no you missed 20 dollars or 20 of whatever it is 20 units of fun while the guy was surfing and you're up on your in the motel 100 miles away you missed 20 of those but then it continues to go up after that and it goes to 200 okay so the person who stayed in the whole time got the full 100 the other person got 80 is that a crime? Okay, you missed out on the 20, I get that. But with our clients, you know, trying to squeeze every drop out of the orange is not exactly what we want to do. To take the kind of risk that you have to take to stay surfing the waves when all kinds of hurricane warnings are going off. Yeah, it's more fun if, if, if you're right, but we cannot afford to be wrong. You know, if you're retired and you, you, your, your investments in our view are not able to withstand large losses, it could change your life. So in our view, it is, it is okay to miss out on some gains in exchange for protecting principle. And we have uh, one of our core principles in our investment philosophy is that growth is important, but protecting principle is even more important. And so, yeah, there's opportunity cost when you're conservative. You're, gonna, you're not gonna make as much money as somebody that was more aggressive in most cases. You know, it's the turtle and the hare. The hare is going to run faster at certain times than the turtle does. It's a fact, but we're okay with that. And so if you are retired or retiring soon, I hope you're okay with that too. You know, you just have to accept that if you're not going to take as much risk as somebody else, the chances are that you may not make as much as somebody else will. And that's just the way life is. Now, if you're 20 years old and you want to be a gunslinger or a daredevil, go for it. <laughs> go, go surf the waves. You know, maybe you won't drown because you're a strong swimmer or something. I don't know. But anyway, um, our website is rpoa.com. And we have uh, information on there on our invest and protect strategy and on diversification and on risk, how you determine how much risk is appropriate for you. And of course, you can podcast this show. So all kinds of stuff on there. For those of you who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon, I encourage you to go there. Now, a couple things. One is you can, as I said, meet with one of our retirement planners, and we can go over with you our invest and protect strategy, and you can determine for yourself if you think it's appropriate for you. And then secondly, we also have uh, several uh, virtual seminars coming up. One of them is on investing for retirement in these very uncertain times. Also, we have social security strategies 
in today's crazy world, and there are some new rules that you should know about. And then in addition to that, we also have one on cybersecurity. So we have three different things, uh, uh, virtual seminars and the ability to meet with a retirement planner, all available to you on our website at rpoa.com. Okay, retirementplannersofamerica.com. All right, we are going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about how to pass on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs the fruits of your labor. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morafe. This is Money Matters with Ken Morafe, and of course, I am your host, Ken Morafe. And I'm sure at least one of you listening to the show recognized that music we just played, that theme. That's from the old Bonanza TV series. And I can tell you, my daughter, who you're 24, right, Aspen? 23. Eee, sorry. On the air, I, I showed that I don't. Okay, she's 23. So I, I, I suspect that she, you've never watched Bonanza, have you ever? No. So she has no idea what that show is, but she's grown up with this show and she knows that music and she's sitting there rocking with it. It's a good tune, isn't it? Dun, da, dun, da, dun, da, dun, 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 dun. It was one of the best shows ever, Bonanza. Anyway, we are back. This is Money Matters with Ken Morafe. And of course, I am your host, Ken Morafe, and I am senior retirement planner and uh, founder of Retirement Planners of America. And we're a firm that uh, specializes in retirement planning. So we work primarily with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. And uh, recently, Barron's named moi, your faithful host, one of the top 100 financial advisors, and actually for the eighth year in a row that they've done so. And of course, I'm very proud of that. But without our beloved and most valued clients, I would be nowhere. And we serve over 8,000 families in uh, 48 states, and we are so honored and blessed to do that. We thank you very much for that. And if you're not a client, we'd love to visit with you and see if there's a fit. And our website is rpoa.com, retirementplannersofamerica.com. Okay, so this is the time of the show, the part of the show, should I say, where we talk about how to pass on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs the fruits of your labor, also known as estate planning. And normally we do that, but this week we're actually going to not talk about the actual transfer of assets, we're going to talk about four very important documents that we think pretty much most of you listening to the show should at least consider, if not need. Okay, And uh, these documents are what are called um, power of attorney documents, and I'll go into those in just a moment. But first, Aspen, can you play it? I know I'd go from rags to riches if you would only say you care. My pocket may be empty I'd be a millionaire And of course that is Tony Bennett with Rags to Riches And you know the estate taxes and probate and all that kind of stuff It's actually designed to do the exact opposite And it's designed to take you from riches to rags And we do not want that to happen to you So every week at this time we have our estate tip of the week and uh, so, but this week we're going to talk about four very important documents that you may want to consider. And uh, these documents are power of attorney documents, and these documents are also, in many cases, state specific. Okay, so what that means is, is that whatever the state that you live in may have different wording that they want in the document. These documents, in, in many cases, are called statutory, which means the state tells you the words you're supposed to use. And if you don't use those words, then the state you're in may not accept these documents. Okay, so be careful about that. So there are four of them. The first one is the power of attorney for health care. 
And uh, the power of attorney for healthcare is this is where family needs to act on your behalf to make important healthcare decisions. Okay, so you're in the hospital, you can't make decisions for yourself, and you need a procedure or something like that done. Somebody has to make that decision for you, and nobody can just walk in off the street and say, okay, do it. Somebody has to have a power of attorney to do that. Now, if they don't, then all of a sudden we got issues. And in some cases, you might see the family having to go petition the court to get permission, and that could cause all kinds of issues and expenses, and you don't want all that. So uh, power of attorney for healthcare. The second one is the directive to physicians, also known uh, as the pull the plug document. Okay, that's different than the other one. The other one is healthcare decisions. This one is actually pulling the plug. So the physician's directive is where two independent physicians uh, say that it's terminal, and if that happens, you know, just pull the plug and don't do anything, all right? And that one's up to your moral compass. Some people believe that that's good, and others believe, nope, want to let things happen as they should. The other, the second, uh, the third one, rather, is the what's called a durable power of attorney, and this is where you give somebody the power to make financial decisions for you, okay? So this is to pay your bills, uh, manage your investments, you know, that kind of stuff. And... Just because you're married or you have children does not mean that they have the right to go and write checks on your bank account or to ma uh, manage your investments or make changes. They don't. You have to give them that right. So that if you don't, once again, they may have to go down to the court, get permission from a judge, and it's expensive, time-consuming, and a waste of everybody's time. So name somebody in advance and, and uh, potentially uh, avoid that situation. So that, that's called a durable power of attorney, managing your money for you. And sometimes that can be a different person you know, each one of these powers can be a different person. You know, I remember an old Seinfeld episode where Kramer named uh, George as his uh, the, the pull-the-plug guy. And then all of a sudden he was really scared because he said, you know, George is just going to pull the plug the moment I get sick. And they made a whole comedy thing out of it. So, you know, maybe George wasn't the right guy. Maybe he was better managing money, although, no, George wasn't good with money either. I don't know. I didn't want George to do anything for me. <laughs> and the final document is guardianship. Okay, now for those of you who had, uh, who have, ha who have kids or had kids, um, you may remember when they were little and uh, you had to make a decision, or you were thinking, you know, if something happened to us, who's going to take care of our kids? Who's going to bathe them, feed them, you know, educate them, drive them to school, all that kind of stuff? Well. Just because you are 60 doesn't mean that if you are incapable of managing your body that you don't need somebody to have the, the ability to feed you and do all that kind of stuff for you, and that's the guardianship document. So the four documents are the power of attorney for healthcare, the durable power of attorney for your money, the pull-the-plug document, which is a directive to physicians, and then finally the guardianship document. Now, these can be found online, but be careful because they could be outdated. They may not apply to your state, so be very careful with that. Talk to a professional, and if you want to do that, I have a recommendation. Go to our website, rpoa.com, and uh, click on Meet with an Advisor, and uh, if you do that, we'll schedule a virtual time to meet with you, or a time to meet with you virtually, should I say, and uh, we'll go through your retirement plan, including estate plan documents, all that kind of stuff. We're not attorneys, but we can help you at least guide you in the right direction. And uh, hopefully we can help you with all of that. And there's no charge or obligation. Okay. So no matter what happens, we will part friends. So our website is rpoa.com. Well, you know what? This show is over already. I cannot believe how fast it has gone. I hope you have enjoyed it as much as I have enjoyed making it for you. We'll see you next week. Same time, same channel. Bye-bye, everybody. Of course not. 
it's only the beginning. Information presented should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any of the securities mentioned. None of this show's content should be viewed as personalized investment advice. A professional advisor should be consulted before implementing any of the strategies presented. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk and therefore can be no assurance that any specific investment or strategy will be suitable or profitable for a client's portfolio. The tax and estate planning information offered on this program is general in nature. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Sound effects or anecdotes should not be construed as an endorsement of Ken Murray or MMWKM Advisors LLC. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.